0: Okay, people, a new episode of Just for Sport, Just for You, Jamoke here, as we are going to be talking about the, of course, NCAA, the men's tournament, how your bracket is doing, how my bracket's doing, and we're going to talk Major League Baseball, because we are less than a week away from the start of what, in many ways, as far as a sport that you can ju- just kind of sit back and enjoy, nothing beats baseball. I mean, it's 162 games, so really the stress level isn't even there in terms of wins and losses. You can go to a game and just kind of enjoy it, relax. In the sun, it's warm. Of course, this year, obviously, with the playdemic, coronavirus has limited the number of fans or no fans in stadiums. But, you know, we'll still be able to at least enjoy baseball on television. I've also got a baseball draft tonight. So, yeah. I'm, I'm prepared. Uh... But again, the funny thing is I was thinking about and, you know, reading different articles and stuff about baseball and looking at the injuries and predictions for the season. It's funny that in many ways, it's not an exact science. You can be as prepared as you want to be, but still going into the season, you don't know what's going to happen. You have no clue whether you're Buster Olney, Tim Kirkchen, the talent at MLB Network, and me. You just do not know. You don't. And that goes for fantasy sports as I get ready for my draft. I'm gonna make some picks. I got some sleeper players that I've circled, but I don't know what's gonna happen. But before we talk baseball, let's talk about the brackets. Uh, it's part of the sweet. Excuse me, the elite eight is going to happen today, which is cool, but definitely kind of different that we still have some teams that are going to be playing on a Monday. How rare is that? Monday and Tuesday, if I remember correctly. It's, it's you know, something we are all adjusting to, and it is what it is. We got Oregon State and Houston as the first game. The Pac-12 is playing so well. Who knew? And then Arkansas, Baylor, later tonight. Baylor's a favorite over Arkansas. Houston's a favorite over Oregon State. And then tomorrow is USC, Gonzaga, and UCLA, Michigan. And we'll be down to our final four, which will definitely be exciting. I had Texas and Florida State in the East, so I'm completely out of it there. I had Houston and Illinois in the Midwest, so at least I got this far. But I had Illinois going to the Final Four, so I'm done there. In the South, I have Baylor and Gonzaga. But of course, that's only... (laughs) One bracket, I've got Baylor winning it all in that bracket. I had Alabama and Florida State in another bracket and Illinois-Houston again. So again, I'm out of it because I had Alabama and Illinois going to the Final Four and they're done. Then I had Illinois beating Baylor in the Final, so they're done. So I only have Gonzaga left. And that's it. I mean, heck, we I mean, I've got Gonzaga winning in two brackets in another pool, all three pools. And then Baylor winning another one. The best bracket that I still have as far as possible points is the one bracket that I had Gonzaga and Michigan on one side and Baylor, Oklahoma State. So I've got three of the four teams that are Hopefully going to still be alive by the time we get to Wednesday. That'll be exciting if I get to that point. If I get to that point. All of the upsets, I think I, you know, I mean, heck, nobody is probably 100% happy with their bracket. It's not like anybody had a perfect bracket. And for better or for worse, in many ways, a lot of people are picking Gonzaga. I would like to see the undefeated season. That'd be cool. We'll have to see if that happens. But if I look at the teams that are still alive, the teams that excite me, the teams that you thought would be here is Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. And I hope we get those three teams. But they've got a little ways to go. Oregon State, Houston. Houston's a favorite at minus eight. I think I'd take Houston. I'll go with Houston. I mean, it's almost the only game that I am... None of these games are close. Baylor's favorite minus eight, Houston minus eight, Gonzaga minus nine, Michigan minus seven. Gonzaga has, and Baylor, have won all of their games by double digits. They have been dynamic. But you knew that going in. USC has won all of their games by double digit and nobody except for maybe Bill Walton thought that they were as good as they are. So I actually like USC plus nine. Both of these teams have played well. So will be their first time matching up. So that will be to me that'll make it even more exciting. Oregon State has won all of their games by double digits. Houston had one tough game versus Rutgers. But Houston as a number two seed versus Oregon State as a number 12 seed. Will it eventually catch up to them? Being a 12 seed, not being the better team that their Cinderella run will end. I've got Houston there. And UCLA, Michigan, one of their games when they beat LSU was by eight points. But outside of that, they've blown the doors off of every other team they played. And same for UCLA. Each one of their victories was by double digits. So it's I am surprised at how uh, how much Michigan and Gonzaga are favored by. And same for Baylor and Houston tonight. But so be it. In the games tonight, I would take Baylor and I would take Baylor minus eight, Oregon State plus eight, USC plus nine, and UCLA plus seven. The Pac-12 is here to stay. UCLA, USC, and Oregon State are playing very well. Now, in terms of winning the game, I still would say I'm taking Houston, Gonzaga, and Michigan, but I think that the games will be closer. This is the end of the line for the Pac-12. I could see it going the other way. I don't think so, but that's my pick. Or those are my picks, rather. I've enjoyed the tournament. I, I hope you have too. I think most of us that picked Gonzaga or Baylor, you know, it's gonna, the funny thing is what you look ahead and you're like, oh, well, my final four is still alive. But the interesting thing is, it really does come down to those one or two upsets that you were able to call in the earlier rounds. Not the favorite. It would have been easy to just say, okay, Gonzaga's gonna win it. So just, I'm taking Gonzaga all the way. But it's that little, the the little upsets. The Loyola over, Loyola Chicago over Illinois. Oregon State over Tennessee. Or Roberts over Ohio State. Depending on how the point scoring is. That one or two point that you got for that upset is really what's going to make the difference especially because so many people are picking Gonzaga or Baylor now as I switch subjects here and we're going to baseball there are a lot of people picking the Dodgers to win the World Series but they're not a overwhelming favorite per se plus 350 35 to 1 For the Dodgers to repeat as Major League Baseball champions, I think that the Dodgers do have the overall best team. If they can stay healthy, it's the Dodgers. They hit for average, they hit for power, they have quality pitching. And quality defense. And they're not bad running the bases either. So I could see very easily you saying, okay, well, I'm just going to pick the Dodgers to win it. But you always want a sleeper pick, right? Maybe a team you didn't expect. According to DraftKings, of the top six teams that you can pick to win it all, four of the six are out of the National League. Two of the six are out of the NL West, and the other two are out of the NL East. It's Dodgers and Padres and Braves and Mets. The Yankees and the White Sox are the only American League teams that are favorite inside of 1,000. The funny thing is, on the outside of that, if you look at the next six grouping of teams... Five of those six teams are American League teams. The Twins, Astros, Blue Jays, Rays, and A's. The Cardinals are the only NL team. My Nationals are plus 3,300, and my Orioles are plus 10,000. Just got the news that Felix Hernandez has said, yeah, no thanks. I'm not going to pitch with the Orioles. I'm good. It's according to MOB.com. So I guess that's done. I guess we're good there. That would have been neat. I mean, uh, Orioles didn't have a chance of winning, but so it goes. The question for me is, okay, so I, the Dodgers are the favorite at plus 350. Who's my sleeper team? The Yankees are at plus 550, Padres at plus 800, White Sox at plus 850, Braves at plus 1,000, and Mets at plus 1,000. 100 to 1 if you pick the Mets or Braves. Can you go any lower than that? Can you see the Twins, the Astros, or Cardinals, Twins at plus 2,000, Cardinals and Astros at plus 2,200, 220 to 1? Even though there have been some changes to the team, I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 2,500. I mean, they were in the World Series last year. Can they get all the way back and win it? They've got the makeup of a good team. They didn't lose too much in my mind. And the key is the pitching. How does their rotation hold up? It's not There are several teams that I think have better pitching. And so in many ways, I would say probably not. I'm not picking the Rays again. But I'm I'm going to look for a team that has a quality pitching staff that maybe you didn't see them getting there. And the lowest ranking team that you can say that about is probably the Cleveland Indians, which if you could take a flyer on them at plus 4,000, 400 to one, I say go for it. You want to hedge your bets? I mean, heck, if you think about it, you know, if you're trying to figure out where to put your money. You know, if you're, you got extra dollars, I would like to say, I'll buy that for a dollar. I put a dollar on the Indians. But then you can obviously still pick the, the Dodgers. And I would probably say my, the real contender after that is not a real long shot, but it's probably the Padres. And then third for me would be the Yankees. Third for me would be the Yankees. For my nats I mean you've got Scherzer, Corbin and Strasburg, John Lester. But I'm not sure about the bullpen. And actually unfortunately there were, you know, there are some injuries unfortunately and Soto's on that list Luke Voigt and Justin Wilson for the Yankees George Springer, Robbie Ray for the Blue Jays Juan Soto has a cramp in his right calf maybe after a day or two he'll be fine for opening day but that's one of those things you gotta keep an eye on especially if you're talking about fantasy baseball too you never know You just never know. League winners. You can get the Yankees at plus 230. Spend a dollar to win $2.30. The White Sox at plus 380, the Rays at plus 850, Twins at plus 750. Again, as I mentioned the Indians and a possibly sleeper pitching staff, you can get them at plus 2000. I mean, come on, let's think about it. You didn't think the, the Tampa Bay Rays were going to be in the World Series last year. Maybe the Cleveland Indians are that next team. That is a possibility. Internationally, you got the Dodgers at plus 175, Padres at plus 390, Braves at plus 500. I like that pick as a sleeper pick, too. I wonder if the Phillies will ever get there. Boy, is Bryce Harper ever going to pay off? Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I just simply do not see it. The Braves are the team that I think it's another team worth taking the flyer on. They're quality staff every year. They're also the player awards. NL MVP, AL MVP, NL Cy Young, AL Cy Young for the sake of making a pick. Mookie bets at plus seven fifty. I mean, if the Dodgers are the team to beat and they go the way of Mookie, I'm taking Mookie, and that's that's pretty good. Mookie bets at plus seven fifty. Spend a dollar to win seven dollars and fifty cents. Go ahead and take that one. Juan Soto at plus 750 as well. Ronald Asuna Jr. is at plus 800. If you needed a sleeper pick, how far down could you go? You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. is is at plus 850. But if the Padres do well, maybe Manny Machado, you could get him at plus 2200. I mean, why not? Freddie Freeman won it last year at plus 1,200. And in the American League, Jose Abreu won it. He's at plus 2,500 right now to win the MVP in the American League. Mike Trout is a favorite at plus 2,25. Alex Bregman is behind him at plus 1,200. Mike Trout won it in 2019. I don't know if I take him here at plus 225. You can get Aaron Judge at plus 1200. Jose Ramirez at plus 1200. Maybe you could look at a player. You're saying how far down I would go in the in the American League. Maybe Vlad Guerrero Jr. at plus 2500. The Toronto Blue Jays are a sleeper team. Babechets on that team too. He's at plus thirty three hundred. But there's some there's some picks I like there. Freddie Freeman, as I mentioned, the NL won it last year. He's now at plus twelve hundred to win it this year. Christian Yelich won it in 2018. He's at plus twelve hundred in the National League. Bryce Harper is at plus fifteen hundred. Nolan Arenado, the new St. Louis Cardinal, is at plus twelve hundred. Let's see what he's going to do with the Cardinals. And then we go to Cy Young Award. Who do you think will be the best pitcher? We'll start with the National League. Jacob deGrom is at plus 425. Trevor Bauer at plus 700. Trevor Bauer won it last year with the Cincinnati Reds, and Jacob DeGrom won it in 2019 and 2018. You go all the way back to my guy, Max Scherzer, Mad Max won it in 2017 and 2016. Maybe this is a year of Hugh Darvish. He's at plus 1,200, now on a new team with the Padres. If the Padres play as well as people are expecting them to do, Blake Snell as well. They're going to need both of those pitchers to play well for the Padres. You can get both of them at plus 1,200. The crazy thing is, you want to know what pitcher that I'm surprised is this low? It's Clayton Kershaw. You can get him at plus 2,000. That's really low. Clayton Kershaw hasn't, hasn't won the Cy Young Award since 2014. From 2011 to 2014, he won it three out of four times. And he hasn't won it since. But if the Dodgers are the best team in Major League Baseball, I know that pitching staff is going to be really good. We do know that. But if this team is to repeat, they're going to need Clayton Kershaw to be dominant. And they do have Trevor Bauer and Walker Bueller on that team too. So, And those guys are plus 700 for Bauer and plus 1,000 for Bueller. But Clayton Kershaw still, I would think that uh, it's worth taking a chance on him. Now to AL Cy Young, Shane Bieber for Cleveland won it last year. He's at plus 400. Garrett Cole has never won it. And he is at plus 350. Lucas Giolito is at plus 450 and Tyler Glasnow is at plus 950. Corey Kluber, who won it in 2017 and 2014, is a sleeper pick of mine at plus 1,800. Lastly, NL Rookie of the Year. I'm going with Ke'Bryan Hayes at plus 350 for the Pirates. That's my pick. If he stays healthy... He's got a good shot at it. Sixto Sanchez is at plus 500. It's like a tongue twister. Sixto Sanchez. It may not be a... a big part of a winning team with Ke'Bryan Ke Brian Hayes and the Pirates, but if the team does... Modestly well, that means that he's doing modestly well, or doing very well, actually. The crazy thing in the American League, if you don't believe it, Randy Arozarena is still eligible to win AL Rookie of the Year because he didn't play enough games last year. So he's still eligible. He's at plus 350. Wander Franco is at plus plus a 1,000. And Jared Kalinic is also at plus 1,000. I mean, it's to me, this is a sophomore season, but okay, so be it. No different from like when Blake Griffin was still eligible for rookie of the year, the year John Wall should have won it. But Blake Griffin got it his actual second year in the league. So I'm sticking with Rosa Rosarena. And let's see how I do at the end of the year. I hope you do well as well. That'll do it for Just For Sport. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Please share, leave a review. Hope I've given you some, at least I'm telling you my picks. You can make your own informed decision, but as I say, in many ways, you know, we're all just rolling the dice here. You can look up all of the stats you want. We're all just kind of rolling the dice, making the best educated guess. And I gave you mine My best educated guess Until Thursday Ciao for now